Okay, so um, today we are finishing the seven letters of the church in um, Asia Minor. We've gone through the six letters, and uh, I think by now we know that probably, not knowing, but we have searched ourselves and we, we have searched our hearts and um, we know when, where to pull the socks, we know where to deepen um, and our, our prayer life and, and all those kind of stuff. These words were spoken so many years ago, thousands of years ago, but then they still speak life to today's uh, life. So um, let us continue to be open-minded. The church in Laodicea is the last church that I'm going to share with you today. And um, yeah, let us see what God has for us today. Yeah, and I believe that you're going to learn something today. Amen. Amen. So the church in Laodicea. Laodicea, Laodicea, Laodicea it is called the lukewarm church. Lukewarm church. So Laodicea was, um, Laodicea means rights of the people over the authority of God. So basically just by me saying that, you can have an idea of the kind of people that were living in Laodicea. Laodicea was a city that was located in Lycus River Valley. And um, I, I meant to bring a stick, which I forgot, because I wanted to show you. It makes sense sometimes when you can see what I'm talking about. So in this first century, there was that river valley. And uh, around the river valley, there were three cities. So there was the Harapolis city, and there was the Colossus city, and there was Laodicea. So three cities around in this valley. That is important. Just follow me. So there are four things that I want to highlight about this city before I read the word of God. Laodicea had poor water supply. They did not fresh, they did not have fresh water supply. So what they did, they connected um, aqueducts, they connected some pipelines to Hierapolis, and they connected some pipelines to Colossae. Why? Because Hierapolis had hot springs of water, and uh, Colossi had cold springs of water. So because of the, because of the water that did not, I mean, they, they had, um, the water that they had was, it had high minerals. Wow. So they needed to depend on this uh, supply from these two cities. Right. But the problem was when the water from Hierapolis got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. The hot water was lukewarm. Colossi City supplied cold spring water. And when that water was reaching the Laodiceans, it was lukewarm. So they didn't have hot water. They didn't have cold water. They had lukewarm water. Are you with me? Yeah. I will move on. And the other thing that I want you to I want to mention is they had a banking center in Laodicea. So that this banking center invited people who were rich. It invited it, it invited people that they were prominent in the city. And um, 
the, the Laodiceans um, proclaimed financial independence. They were really good. They are doing good. And the historians state that there was a time that Laodiceans had um, a terrible earthquake. And when they had a terrible earthquake, the emperor went and said, I'm going to help you build, rebuild the city. And the Laodiceans said, no, we don't need you. We are rich enough, we're going to rebuild the city on our own. They didn't need any help. You know, there's still something, uh, there was something, there's a hurricane that happened in New York, New York City, and they accepted some help. But the Odysseans were like, no, help what? I don't need your money. You know? Um, the third thing I want to highlight is paper wool. They had paper wool and textile industry. Because the, high, the water content had high, I mean, their water had um, high minerals, the sheep, when they were, um, feeding and drinking, the wool was turning purple. So it was darkish, purplish color. And this was inviting people to come from other places to come and get this wool. It was prestigi prestigious. And yeah, so this wool was, was used to make carpets and clothes. So it's really kind of a busy city. The other thing that they had was medical school. So the Laodiceans were training um, um, doctors and high, highly paid doctors were living in Laodicea as well. And uh, it is said that they invented, one of the doctors invented salve, you know like ointment or cream, they invented salve um, which they used to use when your eyes are sore and that kind of stuff. So people used to travel, it was revolutionary, people used to travel to the Odyssey for this south. Yeah? So just that, that's just a picture of this city of the Odyssey. Financially independent, self-sustaining, and they were proud in that. Yeah? So let us read the word of God. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, this, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door 
and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. Yeah, so this is one of the churches that, um, I think the only two churches actually, this is one of them that did not receive any commendation from God, from Jesus. Out of the letters that we have gone through, this, there was nothing like you, at least I can see your faith, I can see your, 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 your works and you, 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 you are doing good but you need to work on it or no, 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 nothing of that sort. So this, these are Christians. These are people who have given their lives to Jesus, but then they've just gone on the other way. So Jesus is introducing himself. He says, this things, this thing says the Amen. I'm the Amen. I'm the Amen. So we have used Amen a lot of times. Probably today you have used some Amens as well, right? But in those days, in the first century, amen was not a famous word. It was a legal word which people would find in contracts. So Jesus is coming to them and he's saying, well, I am the one who's firm. I am the one who's true. I am the one who's reliable. So basically, when we say amen, we are saying what? What do we say? What do we mean when we say amen? It is done. It is done. Let it be so. Yeah? It is done. Let it be so. And sometimes Jesus would also, in the, in the, in the, um, in the gospel, Jesus would say, Verily, verily, I say unto you. That is, Amen, Amen, I say unto you. Because what he's saying is, I tell you that this is so. What I'm about to tell you, it is so. So Jesus is saying, let me tell you that what I'm telling you right now, before you read the rest of the letter, it is true. It is reliable, and it is firm. I am the Amen. And this is just to ouch the logicians, because they are thinking they are all that. So you're saying, they are thinking, well, is there anybody about us? Yeah? And then he further introduces himself. He says, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I am the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is another thing that needed, they needed to hear. Because by then, there was a heresy in Colossae. There was, an, there was a heresy in Colossae which, which um, they believed that Jesus was not the son of God. They thought Jesus is just some angelic being. So, obviously, the lies from the Colossi had now spilled over to Laodicea. So, Jesus is saying, I am the faithful one. So, Jesus says, I know what you're thinking. You think I am not God. Let me tell you that I've been there. Before you started your businesses, before you, you, know, you became so wise in the medical field, whatever you're doing, I have been there before the creation of God. I mean, before the creation 
I have been, I was there. Paul writes this um, in, in Colossians 1, verse 15. He says, the Son is the image of the invisible God. He's writing the quote on Colossians, yeah? He says, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. So Paul had to correct the Colossians thinking to say, no, 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 Jesus is, the, is God himself. He is the image of the invisible God. Are you with me? Then at the end of this book of Colossians, this is what Paul says. Paul says in verse 4, chapter 4, verse 16, he says, After this letter has been read to you, Colossians, see that it is also read in the church of Laodiceans, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. So Jesus, I mean, uh, Paul is saying, compare notes. Take this letter to the Laodiceans, because they have the same... They are running away with the same uh, understanding as you are, but it is a wrong understanding. So this needs to be corrected. So take this letter to them as well because they need to learn what I'm teaching you now. And when you have read their letter, when they have read this letter, read their letter as well. All right? So the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. So Jesus is saying, you can rely on me. Jesus is saying, I am the real deal. Jesus is saying, I am the source. So that is how he introduces himself to the Laodiceans. Then in verse, um, in verse 15, he says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot, so that be, well, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. All right? So Jesus basically is speaking their language. Remember how they are situated, where they're situated. They don't have cold water. They don't have hot water. They have lukewarm water. So Jesus says, I know. You know the problems that you face. You know what it means to have lukewarm water. So you are like that to me. So because of that, I'm going to vomit you. And in Hebrew, the, the, the vomiting that Jesus is talking about, you know, have you ever, have you seen some babies just vomiting when you fed them and they're, they're dribbling and you're like, you're still, ah, you know? But this is a vomiting that's not, ah, this is like projectile vomiting. That's ugly vomiting. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to, to projectile vomit you. If someone is having projectile vomiting, it's like I can vomit up to where Matthew is sitting. It's like, it's an ugly vomiting. That's what Jesus is saying, that this is not cute. I'm going to vomit you because you're making me sick. You're making me sick. You are neither cold or hot. So both extremes are important here because sometimes we just think, oh, we have to be hot or you have to be hot for God. But cold will bring you some, some refreshment. You know, when it's cold and you can feel, oh, 
after a, a long, I mean a long run, if you want some cold water, it refreshes you. And on the other hand, hot spring, we're talking about hot spring, hot water, it relaxes you. So both extremes are good. So Jesus is saying, at least if you are hot, or at least if you are cold, I could handle you. But you are neither of this. In other words, in today's language, Jesus is saying, can you just choose what you want? Do you want to save God, or do you want to save the enemy? You cannot be, you cannot have one leg there, and another leg there. We cannot play with God today, and play with the devil tomorrow. You need to choose, you need to make up your mind what you want to do with your life. Otherwise, you make me sick. And this is a strong word to the, to, to, to the church. This is a strong word to the church. And probably he's talking to us today as well, just to reflect at your life and say, where is my, where am I? Where am I? Am I hot or cold? You know you know your own spiritual temperature. You know it. So it is just a matter of looking at the thermostat and say, should I increase it? Am I in the right place? Because Jesus wants us to make up our minds. Amen. Amen. Then he says, uh, because you, you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know well, and do not know that you are wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind and naked. This Jesus is talking to people who are rich. <laughs> they don't need anything. These people have got everything. They can manage life. But Jesus is saying, you're not. You're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, you are naked. I think probably they looked at that and they're saying, oh, Jesus has just sent us a long, I mean, a, a wrong letter. Maybe this letter was supposed to go to Simena or he was supposed to go to, I don't know, where. He's just sent us a wrong letter because we're doing fine. We don't need any money. But then see what Jesus is offering them. Jesus is saying, you think you know God? Because there was a lot of gold in him. So Jesus is saying, come and buy gold refined in the fire. Come and buy real gold from me, that you may be rich. And white garments, because you have your purple clothes and you think they're up there, come and buy white garments from me. So Jesus basically is challenging them. Jesus is being sarcastic. Jesus is saying, let me just get to the point. Yeah? So come and buy the white garments. What does the Bible tell us about the white garments? It says that even if your sins are as red as crimson, I will whiten them as snow. So Jesus is saying, I've got something better to give you. White garments. That you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve. Because these guys have got eye salve and they're thinking people are traveling all over the world to buy our eye salve. Well, we, can, we are problem solvers. But Jesus is saying your eye salve is nothing. You want eye salve, come and buy from me. Come and buy from me that you may see because you are blind. The eye salve that you have is not even working. 
You need to come and buy from me. I'll give you the real stuff. So as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. So what is Jesus saying to us today? Through this letter, what is Jesus saying to us? I just want to give you a story. Uh, Zoe this year went to the big school and she was so excited. She was so excited. She was looking forward to it. We, I mean, we had to count how many sleeps to the day that the school is opening and he was, she was just so excited. And uh, when, when she went, when she went to school the first day, she came back with homework. She was excited because of homework. So she came back and said, I've got homework, I've got homework. And the homework is, uh, they have to read at least three books in a week. Wow. So, um, well, she reads more than three books, you know. She won't let you alone. She won't leave you alone, sorry. So she, she brings this book and she says, oh, I've got homework, I've got homework, I've got homework. So you have to read with me. So you sit down when you get home after they have relaxed and they've had their treat. You know, they, um, you, you know, you sit down with her and she'll, she'll read her book. But sometimes, because she's seen the boys reading on their own, she thinks, I can do this. I don't need, who needs a mama and daddy? I can read. So she will read. And she'll say, I've read my book, can you come and sign, please? And uh, I'll say, I want to sign because I haven't heard you read. She said, but I finished the book, I finished the book, you just need to sign it for me. So I said, no, I cannot, I cannot sign it because I haven't heard you read. Why, Zoe, can't I sign it? Because there are some words that you don't understand. There are some words that I have to teach you to pronounce. So you're not there yet. And uh, sometimes she doesn't get it. And it is alright at this stage. But when she grows older and says, goes along with that attitude, guess what it is? It is now pride. Yeah? It's like I'm independent. I know everything. I don't need you. Hello? Uh -huh. Jesus is saying, depend on me. Depend on me, depend on me. I am available to you to help you, your life. I am always available. I'm at your disposal. What is it that you need? Because in life, we do face some tricky things. In life, we do face some tricky circumstances. In life, we do face some things that make us cry, don't we? And Jesus is saying, depend on me. Depend on me. Depend on me. You need me. You might think you know everything, but hello, you don't. Because you need me. You need to really just lay your life and give it to me. Depend on me. Tell somebody, depend on God. We need to depend on God. We need to depend on God. We need to literally lean on God. Amen. It means just living what we have, we, we have believed all the time. It means just, 
you know, the things that we have believed and the values that probably we have we have taken along the way as we are growing up, leaving them and say, I'm just going to believe in God. Is it easy to believe in God all the time? No, because the world out there knows how to fight us. They know how to fight your faith. But when you have made the decision to say, I'm going to depend on God, I'm not going to compromise I'm just going to depend on God. That is all that God wants from us. Depending on Him. The creator of the world. Amen. Amen. And the other thing I want to share with you is be zealous. Being zealous. Being on your feet. Being enthusiastic. Colossians 1.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of, 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 of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You look at that, you're thinking, fight the good fight of faith. When? Every day. You're like, really? I have to fight the good fight of faith every day. I have to work at it. I have to work at it. I have to be zealous. And guess what? It is not comfortable. Hello? It is not comfortable. Prayer hub is not comfortable. <laughs> it's not comfortable. But we got to work on our faith. We got to be zealous. We need to fight in this in this kingdom. Amen? Amen. And sometimes you don't need to, you know, sometimes you just want a well done. Oh, you're doing good. But hey, as a farmer goes out there every day, I don't think he's getting a well done. As an athlete goes training every morning, I don't think he's getting a well done. So sometimes we just need to dig our head in the sun and say, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to run with what I believe in as long as I know I'm serving God. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, with all my mind, and with all my soul. Amen? Amen. My well done is waiting for me. My well done is waiting for me. Let us be zealous. Just being fired up all the time for God. Amen? Amen. And the other thing is I want to say to you is we have to be overcomers. We have to be overcomers. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27 says, Do not, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow 
to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize, for the prize, brother. Being an overcomer, running with an aim, being overcomers, being overcomers, knowing that the fight that I'm fighting today, it's just not for nothing. There is something, there is a prize ahead, ahead of me. You know, Jesus is saying, come, come buy from me, come buy from me. Come buy from me. I like going to the shops. I like buying and uh, people in my house don't like go shopping with me. I don't know why, but they don't like going shopping with me. And Zengi says, you always buy a lot of stuff. You say you buy one thing, but you're, you, you waste so much time in the shops. I'm not going with you. So I've been told that uh, I'm not a good, I can, I can, I'm not, well, you can go with me uh, shopping. But basically, one thing I know for sure is that the people that we meet in the supermarkets, they know that they need whatever they're buying, or they're lacking it, or they, they might need it, or they might want it, yeah? So there's always a reason why they're in the shops. I don't believe that people who have everything at home, they don't need sugar, they will go and buy 20 sugars. Why would you do that? They need something, that's why they go to the shops. Are you with me? It is that realization that I'm talking about. It is the realization that the Odysseans didn't have. They didn't know that they were naked. They didn't know that they were shameful. They didn't know that they were blind. So they didn't think that they would need God. They didn't think that they need Jesus. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 have a reflection. Just look at your life. Look at your life. You need me. You need to buy from me. What exactly are we going to buy from you? Because you are saying we are poor. How do we buy? How, do, how does a poor person buy anything like gold? <laughs> Let's, let us see what Isaiah says, chapter 5, verse 1. Isaiah says, Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the, to the, to the waters. And you who have no money, come. Buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. I like this exchange. It's a divine exchange. When Jesus is inviting us to the day when he said, just come, just come and get some stuff from me. Because what you have is not good enough. I have better things to give you. What is this better thing? It's the relationship that we can develop with God. Because when we have developed a good relationship with God, then we are, we are made for life. When we are grounded in God, we are made for life. Sometimes it is easy for us to depend on the things that, you know, that, that, that we have around us. It's, it is easy just to depend on our families. You, you, you have a husband and you have a wife and you've got children, you've got career, you've got businesses. It is easy just to look at that and say, as long as these things are fine, I'm good. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 come buy from me. Depend on me. Be zealous. Be zealous. Hallelujah. You know, God is such a patient God. After Jesus has said all that, he's saying, I'm knocking at your door. And you're thinking, you what? 
you're knocking at my door, but you said I'm wretched. You said I'm miserable. Ah, is there any hope? Can you restore me? Can you do anything with my life? Can my life get better? And Jesus is saying, yes. All you need to do is open the door. Just open the door. And when you open the door, I'm going to come in and I'm going to dine with you. Hallelujah. Jesus is giving us the same call today to say, just open the door. Just open the door. I will correct things that, are, that needs to be corrected. I will make things better for you. Just open that door. Open that door for me. Hallelujah. Open that door for me. If you can just stand, just, let's just stand with me. Just stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 It is time just to have a reflection. Just have a reflection of your life and say, where exactly am I, am I at the moment? Where is my thermostat? Am I on the cold side? Am I on the hot side? Am I in the middle? Because Jesus is requiring more from us and better things that we can offer to God. Jesus is requiring our services. Jesus is requiring our prayers. Jesus is requiring just to have an intimate relationship with us. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. If you could just raise a prayer, just raise a prayer to you, God. Father, we give you all the glory. You're mighty and you're wonderful. We honor you, oh God, Father, because you are a loving God. You are the God of second chances. I thank you, oh God, Father, because you are loving. You are kind. You are, you are our provider. Where can we be without you, my God? Where can we be without you, my Father? Where can we be without you, oh God? We give you all the glory, Father. We give you all the honor. You are the Holy One. You are the Amen. Everything that we have, oh God, Father, depends on you. Everything that we have, oh God, Father, is in you. Everything that we have, oh God, Father. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Rika sonde la nibo shaka la romakasea. Rika mama sanda la nibo shia na mama kasaya. Reke sanda la nibo shia na mama kaseke. You've given us an invitation to say buy from me. Buy from me. God, we are ready to come to you. We are ready to come to you. We are ready to buy from you. And we buy the real God. And we buy the real stuff. Because yes, the world can offer us things. But Lord Father, you can offer us better things. Therefore, God, Father, we are at your disposal. Use us to the glory of your name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory, Jesus. 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 We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. You're mighty. You're mighty, oh God. You're mighty. You're mighty, oh God. Ramakasende na reboshia. Reke sanda yana reboshia na mama. Robokosende na reboshia na mama. Reke sanda na reboshia na mama. Robokosende na reboshia na mama. Kaseke na yana mama kasaya. Robokosheke na reboshia na mama. Glory be to your name, oh God. Glory be to your name, Jehovah. Glory be to your name, God. Glory be to your name, King Jesus. Glory be to your name, the Almighty One. Glory be to your name, O God, the everlasting God. 
Glory be to your name. Be exalted, O oh God. Be exalted, King Jesus. Be exalted, King Jesus. Rika sote ya nalebokoshia na mamakaseke nalebokosiga. Miss J, just come here. Raba kasanda nalebokoshia na mamakaseke 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 nalebokoshia na mamakaseke.